back. We've been talking about a little bit different way to choose a college. And, you know, the principles that I was trying to get across to you is that this idea that you need to limit school choice based on the tuition cost is a little misleading. But that's the way most parents look at this situation. Um, the actual cost of college to the parent isn't necessarily driven by that. It's driven by the financial aid process, the difference between the two. So you will find, because all colleges are not created equal, that you will have a very different situation between universities. You will find some universities that provide very little assistance. You'll, provide other, you'll find other universities that provide a lot of assistance. So the cost is going to be the net of the two. So you may find that a more expensive school is costing less than a less expensive school. So the point I was trying to make is that in the selection of this, of the, in the college selection process that you go through with your children, limiting school choice does not necessarily reduce a parent's share of college cost. Should you send your children to the more expensive schools? I have no idea. I'm not suggesting that. I'm not suggesting that you send your children to the most expensive schools so that you can obtain the most aid. Because actually part of the aid quite often is going to be some loans. It might not all be loans. It might be some grants and various things that don't have to be paid back. But quite often it's going to be some loans that do need to be paid back. So. All I really want is for parents to make that decision with their children, independently of these published tuition rates. So in my previous example that I talked about with Auburn and MIT, you know, both very fine engineering schools, you know, is it the right decision for the child to go to MIT? Is it the right decision to go to Auburn? I have no idea. I just don't want the MIT possibility to be eliminated because the tuition cost is twice what Auburn is. So what I was talking um, before the break about is just a little bit different, a little bit of a difference in how we go about choosing a college. Now what most of the time what people do is uh, most of the time the students pick the, the colleges that their friends are going to or who their football, uh, who won the Iron Bowl, um, you know, who they root for, who they tailgated for, who they kind of raised. Uh, watching on TV and so forth, uh, they might they might choose a certain university because of the curriculum, you know, like a veterinarian, and you know, a lot of people went to Auburn for that, and that's fine. I just want people to go about it a little bit different. Instead of choosing a handful of colleges, going to visit those colleges, and weeding down the list, I want people to have I want people to weed down the list based on the actual cost of college. And you cannot look at the tuition rates for these colleges and know actually what it's going to cost you. So what I recommend to people is that we start the process with eight to ten colleges. And I know that seems like a lot. Some people think, oh, how in the world are we going to start with so many? But the way that you do that is actually through the FAFSA process. I mentioned before that you go to the website, you input your income and your assets, and the outcome was this expected family contribution, this number that the government considers you able to contribute to your child's college. But in addition to your income and your assets, you also put in the colleges that your child is interested in. 
And this is what begins the process, because then the universities are alerted that you're interested in their school. Does this mean you're going to go there or not go there? No, it doesn't mean anything. It just means that you're interested. And that's what begins the financial aid offers from the different universities. But you have to start out with a cross-section of colleges. You need to pick multiple colleges, but they can't be the same kind of colleges. They can't just be Alabama, Auburn, and UAB. They need to be Alabama, Auburn, South Alabama, Vanderbilt, and so forth. They need to be different colleges, some in-state, out-of-state, some public, some private, um, some, some more academic uh, than others, uh, different cost structures, and so forth. But you need to pick a cross-section from that. And what I'm trying to lead you to is if you start out with 8 to 10 colleges, the financial offers start coming in, then you can start eliminating the colleges that don't provide you a good financial package. But what I'm wanting parents to do is to create a competitive situation uh, for these colleges, create a competitive situation for these colleges to attract their kids. Colleges are a business, and the, and the best analogy that I can give to you is the one that I started before about a car dealership. You know, do you want to? Do you need a new car? Do you want to pay for pay more for that new car than you should? Well, a surefire way to do that is to walk into the dealership, express to the salesman how much you love the car and how much you're in love with the car, and giving them the idea that you're going to buy the car no matter what. So. It's, it's pretty obvious that the price that they're going to provide you is not going to be their best price. You have to create a competitive situation. If you go into a Ford dealer to buy a truck and they, and they offer you uh, a price for that truck, you know, you've got to start insinuating that you're going to run down the road to the Chevrolet dealer. That's what gets you the better price. We all know that. It's a competitive situation. These guys are not going to offer you the best price for the car right away. They're going to offer you the price that they think that you'll take. But you have to create a competitive situation. The colleges are the same. The colleges are going to provide you a financial aid package equal to what they think that you're going to want to accept that college. So when you create a competitive situation by selecting all these different colleges, you're going to increase the likelihood that one college is going to be more competitive and provide more aid. Very similar to buying a car, but it has to be a cross-section uh, of colleges. It can't be the same kind of colleges because of the things that we talked about before. Some colleges have uh, more resources than others. Some colleges will naturally be more aggressive than others in attracting students. But in general, the first awards that you receive from these schools is not going to be their best offer. It's going to be what they think you're going to take. But if you, if you create a competitive situation, then you increase the likelihood that they will, they will provide you a better offer. Now, there's another issue involved with selecting a college that I also want to mention. So going back, we start out with eight to 10 colleges, cross-section of colleges. We go through the FAFSA process. We initiate those offers. We create a competitive situation. Um, and we're going to talk more about next week, uh, a little bit more about this negotiation and how you can, you can receive these better offers. Uh, but another issue that I want to just close out with today is there's a, th there's a third criteria for choosing the offer, uh, choosing the college. 
Um, if you choose eight to ten colleges, you're going to receive a, a, different, a lot of different offers. If they're different kind of colleges, the, the offers are going to be all over the place. And you're going to be very surprised by that. You're going to find certain colleges uh, provide you uh, a lot of assistance. Other colleges do not. Uh, but there's also another type of aid that's out there that's called merit-based aid. Now, all the aid that we've been talking about is financial aid, financial-based aid. It's aid that's created because of financial need. It's created by the government on the premise that our society is better when everybody is educated. So they're trying to create incentives and ways that different people with different means can go to college and receive that education. So that's why it's a need-based situation, because it's based on income and assets. So obviously, the less income or the less assets that you have, the more aid that you're going to have. They're trying to create an equal playing field for everybody. But merit-based aid is actually based on the merit of the child. Merit-based aid is actually administered by the admissions department. It's actually not administered by the financial aid office. And so what, what we generally teach people is that you need to look at colleges that your child is in the top 10%. And that's 10% in terms of the incoming freshmen by looking at all the different measurements that we have for colleges, uh, SAT, ACT, grade point average, and so forth. And there's, there's all that information is out there where you can get an average uh, situation for these different universities. You can find that on the internet. It's not very hard to find. The colleges provide this information. But you want to choose universities that your child is going to be in the top 10%. And what that does is it increases the likelihood that they're going to get the merit aid. And the merit aid is actually not based on need. Sometimes it is, but most of the time it's not. It's actually ba based on the value of the student, the worthiness of the student in the eyes of the colleges. Now, let me give you a quick example um, of how this might work. Uh, several years ago, I had a, a, a client that I was planning for uh, their child to go to college. Their children were very young, um, and in recent years, uh, their daughter was in high school. And they were looking at the different colleges. They were trying to visit, trying to figure out where they want to go. And so they came into the office, and we were looking at their investments, trying to figure out what, uh, what we could do and not do and so forth. Well, the family was a big Auburn family. They'd been tailgating their whole life. Um, she really didn't want to go anywhere else but Auburn. But she was interested in nursing. So I suggested, just like what I'm suggesting to you, that we go through the FAFSA process. Now, in their situation, I was not expecting any kind of financial aid help for them at all. It was a husband and wife physician. Um, I expected their, fa their family contribution number to actually exceed the cost of Auburn. Because based on their income and the way that they create that number, the government creates that number, I did not expect them to have any financial need. You can only have financial need when your expected family contribution is less than the cost of college. It has to be a positive number. I thought with them it would be a negative number, and it was. Um, but that's still the starting place that everybody goes through. Um, now, what I also suggested to them is we pick a lot of different universities. She had no interest whatsoever in anything other than Auburn. But I convinced them, you know, let's just choose another, a few other universities. Let's look for ones that um, she might be interested in with what she wanted to study, which was nursing. 
And one of those colleges that we chose was Troy. She had absolutely no interest in Troy. But when the financial aid offers came back, just like I expected, Auburn offered nothing. Total cost was going to be on the parent, 100%. No aid whatsoever. Um, but when the, when the offers came back from Troy, she was actually offered a full ride um, based on her merit. Now, she was not a Rhodes Scholar. She was not, um, she was not really even in the top part of her class. Uh, in graduating, but she was an above-average student, but she looked very good to Troy, and Troy put the dollars forward because they wanted her. They knew it was a competitive situation. We let them know we were looking very strongly at Auburn, and that never would have happened had we not started the process by looking at these different universities. If we had just gone into it with the idea that we just want Auburn, um, we're not going to find a whole lot. Um, that's, that's probably the best illustration I have in my career of helping parents steer their children towards certain colleges because of what the colleges provide. So in this situation, we were actually able to get a full ride. So the money that we had saved for college, we were able to use for other purposes. Um, again, she wasn't very thrilled about going to Auburn, I mean, excuse me, going to Troy. But she warmed up to that when I started when we started talking about how we could buy our car for graduation. She liked that idea. We could also buy some real estate for her to live in Troy, as opposed to living in the dorm in Auburn. And those ideas warmed her up to that. But it never would have happened unless she was not unless she was not in the top ten percent of the university. Now that pretty much winds up our time today. I'll close out, and we will go into this a little bit more next week. You've been listening to Insights with Philip Wilson, an Alabama-registered investment advisor. Learn more by visiting his website at ssmistakes.com or by calling 205-868-9297.